What just happened? The comm channel is repeating one directive. Execute Order 66. Yeah, I heard that too. What's Order 66? I am not certain. Echo, Tech, talk to the Red Captain. Find out what you can. Hello, and welcome to episode 42 of Force Time. My name is Travis, and today I am here with... You can't get rid of me. Hello, it's Kara. I'm back. Kara is back. <laughs> we are here to finally talk about the Bad Batch. It's been three episodes, and we were so used to the Mandalorian between me, you, and Nick going every week. And wow, that was so much work. And I would love to do that with the Bad Batch, but yeah. life's a little life's a little hectic right now. So I'm glad we could finally make the time to do this, and we could talk about episodes one through three of the Bad Batch because things. Before I say anything else, spoiler alert, we're getting into spoilers. If you're here, I'm sure you know that, but there's your warning, final warning. But today, things got really dark um, in the Bad Batch. I wasn't right? ready for it. So we have, we have a lot to talk about from where it started to where we are now. First things first, though, today is a special day. It is George Lucas's birthday. He is 77 years Yay. old today. Yeah. What's, what's your favorite Lucas look? Ooh, good question. I, when I think I made a collage recently, you you can see it on my Instagram. I made a, a recently a George collage and it's just one of those black and white photos. I think probably from either the set of a new hope or even like before that, but it's just like, you know, seven early seventies, George and the flannel and the beard and the whole, that's probably my favorite. I don't know, either that or uh, that gif of him where his head turns into the <laughs> camcorder. <laughs> that's that's another solid George moment. What about you? That's classic. I, I really actually like the most recent one that I've that I've thought about, the one where Blast Points did an episode about him showing up in the Zoom call that uh, his wife Melody Hobson did with the kids in New York. And he just kind of right. stumbles in in the background. And he's still not sure if those are shorts or or what they are. But yeah, definitely, definitely a classic Lucas look. But yeah, he is he is 77 today. And he he was 33 years old when he made Star Wars. 33. I have a Star Wars podcast, so pretty much we're kind of. I mean, I'm I'm like right there, right? I think it's I think it's yeah. comparable, right? Yeah, I I hope that your um Star Wars podcast doesn't send you to the hospital with chest pains like A New Hope did to George, but you know, <laughs> it's not quite that stressful. Not quite. No, not quite. <laughs> so happy happy birthday, George! I know you're listening to Force Time. Appreciate your support, uh, week in and week out. So. <laughs> Uh, well, George is a fan. George is a, a force time. Stand, I, so, I, I think, I think he is. I think he is. So yeah, we have, we have <laughs> so much to talk about. The The last couple of times that you've been on the show has been for our series chain code, where we talked about Chewie the first time and then Mace Windu and just did like a biographical look. And in episode two of the bad batch, they said chain code like 50 times. And every time I was the Leonardo DiCaprio meme pointing at the TV, like chain code. Yes. Like we were ahead of it. We knew it was coming. They mentioned it like what a couple times in the Mandalorian. And now it's like, nope, this is a thing. Like this is a huge thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was, that was really shocking. Like 
Because, like, when you came up with that name for the series, I was like, oh, yeah, that's like a little thing for me. But now it's like a it's like a requirement for all citizens of the galaxy or whatever, you know. So that was really intense. And, like, it gives it kind of a darker tone to it. But it's still like, I don't know. And then, well, I, we'll get into more discussions of Boba Fett. I just have a lot of, like just like my galaxy brain, you know, no pun intended, but um, yeah. So hearing chain code was like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. I was pretty excited about that, but yes, it does. It does give more backstory to it, which is kind of like sad and kind of, like you said, dark. Um, but yeah, check out, check out our series chain code. We, uh, <laughs> we've, we've had a couple of really <laughs> good episodes and we're going to start planning for the next one here soon as well. Definitely. Let's go ahead. Let's get right into it. Like I said, a lot to talk about. We're three episodes in. The Bad Batch is here. Right from the beginning, we get the Bad Batch theme that is just, uh, the music is so good. The theme is is awesome. But what were your thoughts back last year? Right? We got season seven of the Clone Wars. The first arc was the Bad mm-hmm. Batch arc. And when they announced this animated series being all about the Bad Batch, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel like I felt kind of impartial. Like I'll be I'll be honest, I've I've kind of come in and out with all of Star Wars animation so far. I'm still kind of like really finding my footing in that in the animation world, but Clone Wars season 7 was definitely really helpful with that because it was just so phenomenal. Like it it really blew me away that whole season. Yeah, so I didn't really have, like, I know some people had, like, kind of super, like, hot and cold reactions to this being a series, but I kind of didn't feel either way. I was just like, okay, but especially, like, after seeing, like, seeing the arc, I did really think they were fun. So when they announced the series, I was like, oh, that could be really fun. And it has been fun, but it's also, like, we're, like we said, it's been dark, like, dark, but... (laughs) But yeah, I didn't expect it to do what it's doing as far as like connecting so many dots and like starting to explore so many concepts and things that we don't really know about yet. And like, it's so mysterious, which I didn't expect. Like, I thought it would be straightforward, like just the dudes going on missions and kicking butt and like, you know, being their goofy selves. But it's like so much more cloudy than that, you know, so that was that was surprising to me. Were you excited about it going into it or? So when they announced it, I remember when when this show, when Force Time covered the Bad Batch last year, Mm. I remember talking about like speculating, oh, I wonder what happens to the Bad Batch after this. Like, it'd be really cool to get a comic series or a novel or something to see what happened to the Bad Batch after that. And then they announced right. an entire series and I was like, oh, that's cool. You know, I wasn't like, oh, I need, I need this. Like I need 16 episodes in season one, you know, of what happened to the Bad Batch. <laughs> uh, you know, I thought right. that they could explore it in a different way. Um, so I was, you know, any new Star Wars announcement I'm going to be excited about. But I wasn't, oh, yeah. I wasn't like over the moon or anything. It was kind of like, honestly, like the Mandalorian where mm. I, at the time I was like, oh, Mandalorians are cool we'll see how this goes. And it, it was very similar in that regard. Um, obviously Mm. now that it's here, I'm all in and, you know, especially just 
how they hit us in episode one with some of the things and some of the new places they were going to go and Omega right. like being there it's like what like where is the show going it you know it I just thought it would be again the Bad Batch on some cool missions and Wrecker blowing some right. stuff up and things like that but I think it's going to be um, a lot deeper than that which is really exciting because yeah it's episode one from the beginning is just like oh I didn't see that coming at all and yeah now it's here Same. now it's here we're three episodes in we're almost a quarter of the way through the season so how are you feeling after three episodes now of the bad batch didn't have many expectations coming into it what are your overall mm-hmm. thoughts on the first three episodes i i really li- like i really like it a lot but i feel like today's episode episode three did that galaxy brain thing to me so now i'm like I'm thinking about like a hundred things at once, but I also like feel like I don't know enough to be connecting all of these dots because like, I mean, we'll get into it, but like the squadron that Crosshair is with now, when I saw them, I was like, why they remind me of Inferno squad. Like that was my first thought, but I don't know a lot about them. So then I'm like, okay, maybe that's not a thing. So I'm trying to like listen to other people's breakdowns and stuff and make sure I'm not missing anything. That's a big thing I feel like is like, I feel like I'm missing a lot. Like, I feel like this is stuff that these are episodes that I'm going to want to revisit so much, but I'm, I'm so surprised with how emotional it is. I feel so connected to like all of the characters, even Crosshair, like, you know, if, if not, especially Crosshair, I feel so like, uh invested in what's going to happen to all of them so that's like super exciting um i'm so curious like who are we going to see and you know we'll get into that i'm sure but yeah so so far i just i feel super invested that's how i feel it's like i want to know what's going to happen i'm worried about them all you know <laughs> like really like hooked for sure what about you yeah i'm definitely i'm definitely into it again i wasn't i didn't really have any expectations i knew it's Star Wars. I'm going to like it for sure in some capacity. But yeah, I'm I'm definitely in on the Bad Batch. I'm ready to see what happens. And they're already getting into aspects of the characters that it's already getting deep with some of the characters. And you can kind of feel already where it's going. And for Hunter and his relationship with Omega mm-hmm. and with um yeah with crosshair and with the empire and the seeds of the rebellion it's just yeah i'm i'm all in i'm very excited to see where it goes and wow 16 episodes this season that's insane that was stunning to me yeah especially because i mean they're all they've besides obviously that insanely long premiere it's like solid 28 minutes right basically like that's yeah that's a lot of show Yes, there's, you know, there's going to be a lot. And I think you're right to coming back to these episodes because these first three episodes, I've only seen the first two, maybe twice. And today's episode mm-hmm. I watched once and I've kind of stayed out of the discourse and kind of stayed out of seeing what other people are saying about it or speculating on just because a, I haven't had time, um, but B, just yeah. I, I love talking about it with kind of a clear head and then going totally. back and kind of seeing what other people are saying or what other, you know, people caught because there's, I'm sure there's so much in these episodes that went right by me and that, yeah, will come to light, I think in future episodes as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like the, a good way to describe what I was 
just trying to say is like the stakes are just so high, you know? Yeah. Like that's how it feels is that the stakes are just really high, you know? They are. Yeah. We're dealing with some pretty high level characters. I mean, Tarkin is like, he's it, you know, he's, Hello, he's the grand yeah. moff. Obviously Vader is there too somewhere, but like Tarkin's okay. right up there and he's been in every episode and I didn't see that coming either where he's kind of a main villain. So not at all. Yeah. Stakes are high. We're going to, you know, we saw Saw Gerrera. We're going to see more of the rebellion. We're going to see more of the empire and see kind of where the Bad Batch fits in there. So, yeah, mm. I'm just, I'm very excited to to see how this moves along and see what we get the rest of the season. And then even in the future, like how, how long are they going to tell these guys stories, you know, and what's, what's that yeah. going to look like? So, yeah, very, very excited about where this is going. So let's go ahead first thing we're going to do is we're going to break down the Bad Batch real quick. We're going to start from the top with Hunter. Hunter last year was one of my favorites. Obviously, he's the leader. Mm -hmm. He's got such an intriguing trait that was given to him as, you know, as far as he's, he can sense things and he's, you mm -hmm. know, he can pick up on things. It's just such an interesting thing and in that he's the general leader. We see a lot different side of hunter in these first three episodes that i didn't see coming and i think it really lined up well with the mandalorian and kind of what we saw with yeah with din and the child where it's like episode one we get introduced to this child and now hunter is basically taking on that father figure role which is just so cool mm -hmm. it is yeah i feel like like i just what i wrote in like my notes is just that i feel like hunter is such a good protagonist like he's just like a really good character that you i feel like it's really easy to connect with him and he's such a good leader for this team of like ragtag you know, people. And yeah, I just, I really love, like love him so, so much. And seeing that, that relationship between him and Omega is really interesting. And, and yeah, I was going to ask you about the, the Mando and, and Grogu connection. Cause do you feel like it's too similar or does it not bother you? For me, I feel like because Omega can talk and <laughs> tell us things and, you know, we can hear from her point of view and, I feel like it's a little bit different in that way because they can communicate a lot easier. But yeah, what do you think about that comparison? Like, is it too similar or do you think it it has its own thing? I think it's pretty similar, but it's it's definitely, it's not a stretch to make that connection, but it is like a, it, if I didn't consume Star Wars 24-7, I probably maybe wouldn't have made that connection because it is so different at the same time where... I think we're seeing Hunter's softness a lot sooner than we saw the Mandalorians because it took the Mandalorian, it took him a while to kind of show us how, That's yeah, true. how soft he was on the inside. Um, mm -hmm. Hunter right away, I mean, you know, from that opening scene when we first see Omega, they have like that connection, which is super interesting when he kind of looks up you know yeah. she's up there by Tark Tarkin and um, Lama Sue and everybody and they kind of make that connection where it's like they can kind of sense each other a little bit and yeah I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's too on the nose I mean we'll see where it goes but the fact that she's 
you know, they're treating her as a member of the Bad Batch, whereas Grogu is just like there. And he's like, I don't know at all what to do with this child. I just need to return it to the Jedi or whatever. So, yeah, I think it's I think it's um, I think it's a good way to introduce the Bad Batch as these characters that aren't just one sided in what we kind of saw in season seven of the clone wars where it's just oh there's this you know rogue group of you know kind of anti-heroes almost you know where it's like they play by their own rules and all this stuff and then you realize like hunter he does play by his own rules but he does it with the best of intentions where he's not just going to follow orders he's going to try to do the right thing also which i think is so cool to see out of him that's true yeah and i was just thinking like two distinct like differences i think between the Mando and Grogu story versus uh, Hunter and Omega is like, it's not just Hunter and Omega, you know, like there's obviously the whole gang. It's not just the two of them. And so they have more to lean on and more to um, kind of fill out their story. But also I think a huge difference, which I didn't really think about until like right now is that Hunter can really relate to omega whereas like for mando and grogu it's like they could not be more opposite Mm -hmm. in literally every single way but for omega and and hunter and and the rest of the bad batch it's like they can relate to each other because you know neither of them was born they were made they're clones even if she is a a female clone technically they're still clones you know they were made in the same place and didn't have a lot of access to the outside world they were made for these purposes that maybe they don't really understand so yeah I feel like that's an interesting I I hope we get a little more of that from their connection like the way that they can relate to each other you know definitely and I think they they did it so well right from the beginning because let's let's Mm -hmm. go ahead and and talk about it but Hunter and our favorite from Rebels Kanan, aka Caleb Doom, in the very first scene. And they, even then, he makes that kind of connection with Caleb where Crosshair, obviously, we'll get to him, but he's he's trying to follow mm. orders. Even at that point, like th- they don't know what's going on, but he still wanted to connect to Caleb, who is a Padawan, who he was kind of, you know, he wasn't made by any means. Like he obviously he had parents somewhere, but he was kind of made by the Jedi. You know, he was taken at a young age and the way that he connects with him from the get go, which it was just so cool to see Caleb doom. And I'm, I'm really glad they brought him in because we saw that little glimpse last year in the clone wars where he was even in the trailer last year for the clone wars. Right. It's like, Oh, are we going to actually see him in action? Then we didn't. And then right from the beginning, it's like, here you go. You're going to see him. That's that's why we planted that seed a year ago in the Clone Wars. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that at all. And just to like kind of veer off of the of the Bad Batch characters quickly, like I don't know if I'm just like dumb or what, but I was not expecting to see Order 66. And it's like, can you just like relieve us of this pain? Like, I don't want to see it anymore. <laughs> it's just so sad. But at the same time, it is so interesting to see it from all these different points of view from in all these different mediums like i do really enjoy it in that way like everything from uh siege of mandalore to jedi fallen order you know like it is really cool to keep seeing it but at the same time it's like i wasn't prepared to watch this at 7 a.m like on may 4th like please (laughs) like just give me a break 
but yeah, that was that was incredible. And you're right, they did Hunter and Caleb, uh, Kanan, etc. They did uh, really connect, and that that is a, just another aspect of Hunter that's so that's so interesting. And I mean, I don't know at what point you want to talk about this, but we do have to talk about the inhibitor chip thing that is just I feel like such a huge cloud over this season so far and I don't think that that's going to go away anytime soon but I wonder about his chip you know like what why is it that well I mean I don't even know how to like (laughs) like why is it that crosshairs chip does what it does and I know that they they mess with it obviously but why is his like that and why is hunter's not at all you know it's i don't know yeah and then we see in this last episode in episode three i thought something was going on with wrecker and i think it still might be because he had this headache you know obviously they had this big Mm -hmm. this big wreck but or ship crash or whatever but he had this bad headache and no one else had a headache and it just seemed to like he just brought it up too many times for it to not be something. Yeah, this the second he said that, I was like, "Oh God, no!" Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. So that'll <laughs> that'll be interesting. But yeah, it is it is interesting that it it is only crosshair and like, is it just how they were implanted? Is Hunter just so inherently good on the other side of things? Because last season. We see Crosshair. Crosshair is a jerk in season seven of the Clone Wars. Like every episode, he's just like, it's just like, what's that guy's deal? Why is he so rude to everybody? So it's like, is, is, you know, it's kind of like, uh, kind of like the Captain America, you know, serum in, in the very first Captain America movie where they're like, okay, this will make a good person even better of a person. It'll make a bad person even a worse of a person is it something like that where it's like you know maybe not so much on hunter's side of you know Mm -hmm. making him even better but does that have something to do with crosshair but yeah i don't know i i I did just i really loved that scene with caleb doom and i it gave me also major the force awakens vibes right because they were in the snow and Mm. the way that hunter is basically like i'll help you like come with me and then caleb's like nope and he makes that like huge jump which is just like an ins- and i love and i've talked about it almost on every episode of the show but i love huge force jumps i don't know why yes. it's just like been my thing for so long i think it's the first time i ever saw one in the prequels or whatever where or well i guess the original trilogy kind of get a good glimpse of it but some of the insane ones in the prequels and then we get some good ones even in the sequels too but yeah that was such a good moment that we got from from caleb and hunter totally. but Let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next member of the Bad Batch. And I know that this member was your favorite last year, I believe, if I remember right. But Tech. Tech's your guy, right? Yeah. I literally wrote for the first line of my notes about Tech. I just wrote the absolute love of my life. I don't know why (laughs) I love him so much, but I just do. I just love him. I think that because like he was so fun in the in season seven and he's just like cute and cool. But um, but in this, <laughs> in these three episodes so far, I've just loved everything that they've done to like build his character that like he realizes these things and doesn't spread this information to the rest <laughs> of the group. So then they're like, dude, why didn't you? He's like, I just figured you knew. Like, that's, yeah, that's like the one of the, my favorite things to come out of this so far. It's so good. He does so that good. a couple times where it's like, yeah, Omega's one of us. Like duh like Lama Sue said 
there was five members of the Bad Batch. Echo wasn't, you know, he wasn't um, made that way. He was, he was uh, like that afterwards. So, yeah, he's Tech's just so good, and I think that he's a uh, definitely a fan favorite. And he just got those like good one liners all the time. And yeah, I really, he does. really appreciate and, Tech for that. And there's a part in the very beginning of the first episode of Bad Batch. There's a part where Caleb is like quickly introducing them all. And um, it's like, I can't even describe it, but like, he's just saying all their names, like Hunter, Crosshair, Record. But, and when he says Tech's name, Tech doesn't even look up from his data pad. He just like, kind of like waves it off. And it's like, it's now in my list of favorite moments of Star Wars. Like, I just love that there's a part of Tech that just like, can't be bothered. He's like, I know what I have to do with these machines. So just leave me alone. And can you just let me do the thing that I have to do? Like, just don't worry. If I need to tell you something, like if there's something you need to know, I'll tell you. Okay. That's what was especially, I just love that. That's what was especially good about today's episode because when the ship starts kind of crashing, he's like, no, like, it's not that serious. I'm taking care of it. Like, leave me alone. And then it like Mm -hmm. starts taking a nosedive and Hunter's like, "Uh, this seems like a pretty big deal. And like, that's the one time we've seen tech be like a little bit wrong about the situation because it just takes a turn very quickly that he did not see coming. But yeah, tech's just he's so smart. He's got it all figured out before everybody. And it is like, man, you should just like start talking out loud to people and letting them know about certain things. Yeah, like could. Could you please? Yeah, and I can see that being like a running thing going forward where he's going to miss something big that he knew that not everybody else knew. It's like, I should have told him. But yeah, I like tech. He's he's got a he's got a cool look. And yeah, he's just like always punching numbers. And yeah, he's he's really good. He's so fun. And I like his friendship, uh, like the little bond that him and Echo have, because I feel like, you know, tech is so good at talking to and working with machines. and echo has a lot about him that is machine at this point so like i just like that connection between the two of them that that like they in the end of towards the end of the second episode when they were trying to get the chain codes and get the uh cuts family off the planet like they were kind of working together and that was really cool yeah let's let's actually let's go ahead and move on to echo because yeah like you said and Mm. i think it's i think it's even tech that says it that he's more machine now than man and it's like that classic callback about you know obi-wan talking about darth vader but yeah echo i think echo you know even last year and like even before i I, you know i wasn't a huge clone person especially before season seven the clone Mm. wars i you know i gravitated more towards anakin and obi-wan and ahsoka and everybody in the clone wars Mm. but seeing seeing kind of echo's story last year in season seven and now seeing him here which is pretty much like butting up against what we saw last year he's still kind of just finding his place i think and he's Mm -hmm. you know i don't want to say he's a background character but he's definitely still kind of in the background like trying to find his place and i'm sure his time will come for when he's kind of Mm. thrust on center stage but he hasn't really had that yet yeah that's true and i feel like it's interesting because especially like in the first episode, I feel like there was a lot of talk with about regs, you know, quote unquote regs, like the the typical clone troopers versus the Bad Batch who have these abilities or different specialties. 
And it's it's interesting that Echo technically is a, a quote unquote rag or he was at one point. So I think, yeah, it's kind of him like figuring out how he relates. And then it must be so strange for him to see all the other quote unquote regs, like the clones who did have their inhibitor chips and did go through with order 66 and are changing so much and slowly their individuality is going away. And like, that just must be so strange for him to see. And like, what is the status of Echo's chip? Do we not know? They, they do bring it up and I can't remember if it's because Mm. if, if it was damaged, you know, when he almost died in the Citadel thing oh right i think that that had something to do with it um but it's gonna be interesting to see because it almost parallels with crosshair now crosshair is with these regs you know they're the elite stormtroopers and he's kind of leading them and so he you know he's kind of with people that he can't relate to and echo is kind of the same way Mm. yeah it is interesting order 66 just happened all these jedi are wiped out we haven't seen much of a reaction from the Bad Batch. So I don't know if they really know how bad it really is. They got the report. How widespread. Yeah. yeah. They got the report that it was all of them or it was, you know, almost all of them, but they haven't seen it and they haven't really realized, mm. but I think Echo would probably, I mean, the Bad Batch most likely worked with the Jedi, but we'd never, we didn't really see it a lot like we did with the regs. So it'll be interesting to see if that comes back because yeah, even, you know, when they showed up on Camino and the other troopers are like carrying that body of a Jedi and the lightsaber falls out. It's like, what Jedi was that? And what did they do with the lightsaber? And shouldn't they have been like extra worried then you know but i think they're still trying to like find their place in all of it too where they don't they don't know exactly what's going on they don't know exactly how bad it is that's true and maybe it'll maybe it'll really like come around for them if they do i know in one of the trailers we did see rex so if they do end up running into rex maybe that will kind of give them the grand scope of everything. And then also maybe seeing Rex would be when Echo kind of gets his moment, you know, like maybe that'll be like an Echo episode, you know, when he, when they do reconnect with Rex, if they do, um, I think they do, but if they do, uh, that, that would be, that'll be very interesting to, to see, to, to have them meet a clone that they like know from the past who hasn't been impacted and also is Rex, who is like the dude, you know, that'll be very interesting. Yes, I'm very excited to see Rex. And there was a Rex mention, um, I think, in episode two where they said something two, about yeah. Rex. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely coming. We'll, we'll see him eventually. And yeah, I wonder how emotional that's going to be because Rex right. has really seen it now. And um, yeah, because I mean, he tried to kill ahsoka you know because he had the you know so there's a lot there that um that they're gonna have to unpack so the last of the bad batch who's still in the crew right now at this moment is wrecker uncle wrecker and i am so thrilled to see this other side of him because even last year i i liked him i probably liked him more than a lot of people did because he was kind of the annoying like big just like jock type you know not very smart like that kind of thing he just wants to blow things up i thought he was really funny last year Mm -hmm. and i'm really glad we're seeing 
the uncle wrecker side of him and he's got his his lulu or his lula or whatever and yeah i, I just seeing him you know with cut and sue's kids and then you know with omega too it's just uh, it's it's so cool to see this side of wrecker yeah he's he's had so many fun moments so far like especially in today's episode like i loved when they when the ship was going down and he was like we're all gonna die we're all gonna die and then he saw that omega was looking at him and he's like we're gonna be fine yeah we're gonna be fine <laughs> it's like story of my life but um yeah no i think he's so fun and i what i think is interesting like i feel like i'm developing some like wrecker headcanon already because it's like you it's so easy to see him as like just like the big goofball guy who just knocks things down and stuff but when you think about it, it's like that's all that he can do. Like that's literally what he's built and created for. So it's not like, do you know what I mean? So it's not like he's just a big guy going around doing stuff because he like is full of himself or something. It's like that's who he is at, at like his core. So like, I don't know. That's that's really interesting. And I'm super worried about the headache thing because that's just going to be, but then I was thinking like, uh, I think tech is like working on some type of chip scanner or something so they can see. So maybe that'll coincide. Like maybe they'll be able to save him really fast or something. I don't know. I just want them to rip those things out of their heads. Like, come on already. Yeah. You know, (laughs) record just so we don't have to keep worrying about it. Like, let's just get them out. You know, seriously. Yeah. I I don't want to see record executing order 66 or like turning like that because he would be he would be dangerous especially around them but yeah he you're right last season we didn't have the opportunity to see him around anyone other than the bad batch and the clones and Mm -hmm. everything where go do your job that's all you can do now we see him with kids and how he kind of relates to him and he's like he is he's uncle wrecker and it just uh he's like a big kid yeah yeah exactly he's he's the fun uncle who comes over and wrestles and you know just like has a good time and yeah how about (laughs) this week's episode him building the bedroom for omega i mean how you know the episode started with him possibly going to take her food because he was hungry and hunter's like do you want to take the food from a kid and he like rethinks it and he's like oh yeah duh and then at the end of the episode he shows omega this like beautiful room that he built for her and ah such a such a such a touching moment it was so good and yeah and uh, it was just really sweet and like I, i it was kind of obvious i guess but at the same time like i totally fell for it i didn't care it was the cutest thing ever yeah it was really it was really good it was much needed in in this week's episode too because it was most of today's episode was pretty rough and we'll we'll Yikes, we'll yeah. get to crosshair shortly but before we get to crosshair we've already mentioned her several times already and she's much more of a central character than I thought she would be. But Omega or Omega, I love how she says her name. It's really cute. <laughs> Omega is this new character that we didn't even know about until we saw a trailer, uh, you know, what, a month mm-hmm. ago or something like that? Maybe longer. I don't know. Time is insane right now. But this was a character that we had no idea about. And there was all sorts of speculating yeah. before the Bad Batch came out. And now each episode we've gotten a little bit more, but it starts that she's 
Lama Sue's medical assistant. But then as we go along, we realize like we talked about already how tech is like, no, like she's she's one of us. She was created for a reason. How are you feeling about Omega? Well, like you say, like she was created for a reason. And I, I'm just hearing that meme in my head. That's like, what is the reason? Yeah. Like, yeah. What? <laughs> it's just so mysterious. Like, like, I mean, but even all, so all the mystery aside, I think she's so fun and it's so, it's such a good idea to put a kid in with them. Just, it's just good. I, I just really enjoy it. I love seeing the world like through her eyes, you know, because she hasn't ever been anywhere. And like, I know, I think a lot of people have been saying this, but it totally reminds me of Ray when she's on Octo and she sees the water coming off the Falcon and she's like, so happy to see it because of all her time in the desert and all that. Or when she, they first get to taco Donna and she's like, I've never, I didn't know anything could be this green. Like, mm-hmm. and that, that moment in force awakens is like so heartwarming. And I feel like all these Omega moments are really similar to that, which is really nice. But I love like that. She's just like down to, she's down to be part of the squad. She doesn't really want to be treated like a kid, but just in the way that she's like, no, like I'm going to help. Like to her, it seems like it's so second nature to her. Like, like yeah. she's not trying to force herself into like, like a little kid. Like I want to go too. She's like, no, I'm going to go because I'm part of the squad. Like, come on, you know, like it's just so like, it's come so easy to her so far. And like, that's really interesting. I, I don't know. I, I'm, and then you bring the mystery in and it's like, I just, I don't even know. I have so many thoughts. I don't know if I even can speculate. It's one of those things that you feel like you can't even speculate about. It's just like too, it, there's too many ways it could go. Yeah. You know? No, for sure. There's, there's a lot to her that we don't know and that we might not know mm-hmm. for a while. I think, I think what's clear is that she has special abilities kind of what she's shown so far is a little bit of hunter in the like mm-hmm. can sense things and can kind of feel things even a little bit before they happen almost force sensitive ish i'll just say it we have no idea but a little bit of that she's got a little bit of hunter she's shown mm-hmm. strength like wrecker when she crawled out of the prison cell and i had to watch it i had to like rewind it a couple times but when she's up in the ceiling and it like almost falls but then she like punches it and it falls through like hard on the troopers below mm. and then when they're escaping from camino she shoots the gun out of crosshair's hand just like crosshair would and it's like does she have does she have a little bit of each of the bad batch batches traits where Maybe they yeah. use something from all four of them to create Omega or, you know, experiment on her. I just, it's, it's so tragic because she, they say something about like, where are your parents? And she's like, parents, you know? So obviously she was created, but then she has that moment with, I think with Echo, because when, when Echo gets knocked out, they hook him up to the machines to make sure he's okay. And he gets up and kind of freaks out and, uh, which is understandable, especially for Echo um, being hooked up to stuff. And she's like, I don't like being, yeah. I don't like being hooked up to machines either. It's like, oh, man, like this, this is a child and they're just experimenting on her. And it's honestly, again, a lot like Grogu where 
they're hooking Grogu up to stuff and trying to get stuff, you know, from her. So there's a lot of parallels there. There's, there's definitely a lot of parallels with Ray, which I think is just really cool to, you know, again, it's not like super on the nose, but it's, Mm. it's enough to, you know, this is the start of the series. This isn't something, Mm -hmm. you know, this isn't season three, like they're setting us up for what this relationship is going to look like. And the moment today with the creature in today's episode, episode three was so good because I, especially like in the Mandalorian is like, I'm tired of creatures just getting killed. Like just stop, like, you know, with the mud horn and like, he like stabs the, the thing in the side and it, it dies. And that's how they get the egg to move on to their next mission or whatever. It's like, Mm -hmm. I don't like seeing that. I'd rather see, you know, again, like Ray and, uh, the rise of Skywalker with the snake and how instead of like mm-hmm. attacking that snake so they could get out like she connects with it and that's you know Omega finds that out very quickly that she doesn't she has the blaster in her hand she could have shot the thing in the face and instead she goes the other route of finding another way around it and kind of connecting with the creature and I I I just I loved that moment and I just I'm I'm very yeah. very intrigued by Omega too and and one of the the most intriguing things about her so far i think has been whatever connection she has with nala say and the other camino and caminoans um because like i mean this the second in the first episode where Nala say is it Nala say I believe I so. think Nala say and Lama Sue there's two of them and I get them backwards because I thought yeah. Lama Sue was the prime minister but I they look exactly alike um but yes Lama Sue Nala say right uh tomato tomato yeah but she, she she lets them go yeah and the second that happened I was like what's up you know and and I think in this episode obviously like Lama Sue is walking away from Tarkin and them and he has this like look on his face and it like lingers on him for a minute and then you hear the two of them talking to each other and it's just that's that's something that I'm like just struggling to like put it all together you know because I feel like you have to keep track of like that whole story like how the clones came to be and how you know technically the Kaminoans are like employed so they want to keep their employment but it's like, I don't know, I think something's going to happen with that because I, I've heard some people point this out, but like, we don't know what happens to Camino. Like, there's no, like, that could really be anything. And I, I think there was a, I might have heard Sky Talkers might have said this, but like that you see Camino in like one other time and somebody says like, oh, you don't see many of them around or something like that. So it's like, that's such an open ended story that i don't know that's really intriguing and then how does omega fit into all that you know yeah i don't know yeah she's definitely more than just a medical assistant and Mm -hmm. i I, another part of the show like i didn't see us spending three episodes on camino either you know we saw that Mm -hmm. in the trailer and all of a sudden it's like no this is a major set piece like this is where the bad batch lives which first of all like yeah, that's insane to me that that's where they live. I mean, it makes sense, but also a lot's going to come out of that. I think about Camino and about where their loyalties lie. Because yeah, obviously, like you said, 
they want to keep creating cr- clones because I guess right. that's how they, they make money. But there is that, like, why did she let Omega go? Because if if they were really loyal to the Empire, like, she would have shut that down. She wouldn't open that door. And, right. yeah, it's... The, the line I keep thinking about is when they went and talked to Cut and Sue. And mm-hmm. Cut says, Kaminoans don't make stuff you know they don't make things by accident like it's on they have a purpose Mm -hmm. when they make a clone yeah which makes me even think about the bad batch in general because you know how we were taught about the bad batch last season was that that they were defective clones and this makes it seem like that's not the case like they weren't just an accident Mm -hmm. like they were experimenting to try to make super soldiers and that's all they could make maybe and even in this week's episode and talk about getting on the speculation train, but they talk about going to get one of them so they can use that clone, you know, whoever it may be of the Bad Batch to make, to to speed up their process with these little baby clones and make them all super soldiers so they keep that contract too. Right, but then it's like, why would they let them go? You know, because you would think if they were trying to do some freaky stuff, then wouldn't they want to keep omega close yeah but maybe so my question is like are nalase and lama sue definitely on the same page or are they like do you know what i mean like does yeah nalase want omega to be as far away from the empire as possible like are they because in that clip where they were talking to each other they were definitely talking as if they were on the same page but is there deception on one of their parts i don't know i think it about has to be because yeah they do seem always on the same side when we like see them together and everything but right i you know that is such a huge part to let omega go where it's like uh, there's something there's something going on there as well yeah so yeah i don't know omega is super intriguing and i'm very glad they introduced her and she's part of the main cast too because i think it just makes makes everything just so much more interesting than it does. just a group of dudes going around on cool missions and and things like that i think it just adds so much to the story that it's just so exciting and i just i love the food fight uh speaking of omega but the food fight is so good she throws whatever at one of the clones and they turn around and they like kind of settle it they're like oh she's just a kid whatever and then wrecker uncle wrecker comes to the rescue and (laughs) throws that plate starts this huge fight and it's right after we get the line that it still makes me laugh but it's like that bully you know that says something to the other to like the other kids like he's like oh just another one for the sad batch and like walks away and like (laughs) kind of like twirls his mustache you know and like things like that but the sad batch that that made me laugh um a lot harder than i probably should have but that whole scene was so good the sad batch <laughs> and shout out to blast points for coining the dad batch as well <laughs> yes i like i said i haven't seen a ton um but i did see the dad batch and i did see you know that hunter is um daddy hunter to a lot of folks um on on the interwebs so that uh, there's a lot of people wow. very yeah very um very interested in in hunter for sure but let's <laughs> That was the most diplomatic. Like, yeah, yeah. That's that's you know, this is a family friendly podcast, so that's that's how you got to keep it. it. So let's go ahead. Let's move on to 
who we've already talked about how he was a jerk in season seven and now he's like super villain now crosshair how soon did you know that his chip was still active because i pretty much i knew that right away and i don't know if that was meant to be like because we did know him last year he was a jerk and then we see him here after order 66 he's still kind of a jerk but like he's really mm-hmm. really going after caleb doom and so i assumed at yeah. that point that that was the case and then it takes the bad batch like a lot longer to realize that that's the case in which tech again probably knew before everyone else but yeah crosshair is <laughs> cross you know i that's another thing that i did not see coming like at all was him being turned into like a huge like super villain which is so cool so cool yeah i mean i i i am always shouting out star wars explained won't ever stop alex amali hello um but i listen and watch all of their trailer breakdowns and stuff so there when the bad batch trailers were coming out i do remember alex saying that he thought crosshair might go like a wall because there was like a lot of clips where it was showing all the the batch except for him so i did kind of assume it but i i didn't think i don't think i thought that they would use his chip though i thought that he would just be bad like be against them because he was like like you were saying like he was a jerk in season seven so i was like well maybe he just wants to be with the empire like that's just more his scene i didn't realize that they would be getting to him through his chip and that like it it would be against his will basically i thought that it would be a lot easier to hate him or just to be like Ah, screw that guy. But instead, I just feel I think a lot of it comes from that scene between him and Omega in the cell, the brig and everything. But like, I feel so bad for him. And I and like, in this episode three, like him going back to their bunk and like just sitting there and you can tell that he's like, so sad. It gives me very like, I mean, no spoilers, because I'm still catching up with Marvel. Shout out to my YouTube channel. But it gives me Bucky vibes, you Mm -hmm. know. And that's just always really sad to see, you know, where it's like you just don't have control over your own choices, you know. So it's like even if he did want to do the right thing, which I mean, we was we assume maybe he would. But at the same time, he was always kind of a jerk. But like, it's just so hard to watch. It's really sad. And this episode, I was like, Crosshair, like, are you good, dude? Like, wow. Like, it went it went south like fast in a way that I didn't expect animation to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I definitely didn't either. And, you know, for as much as they're incorporating like kids into the show, which is awesome. And I think that is so cool Mm -hmm. that they did that in the Mandalorian. And it's not something that we got a ton of in the movies is actual like kids, you know, obviously we had Anakin, but we have a lot of kids in star Wars, but, today's episode was i was like i don't know if i want my daughter to to see that part because it really like it amped up big time and i was not i was not ready for that at all me either at all yeah and and the thing i was i I was thinking like as i was processing that i was like man the brutality of that moment on onderon versus 
the softness of Wrecker making a beautiful bedroom for Omega. It's like, well, that's Star Wars, though, isn't it? Like the contrast between those two things, like that's pretty much Star Wars in a nutshell, you know? (laughs) Yeah, it's powerful, powerful light, powerful dark for sure. Right. Like it makes me think of like Jin in her dream when she sees herself as a little girl sneaking out of bed and then her dad tucks her back in and then that contrasted against like how brutally Krennic's people kill all those scientists, you know, on Edu and all that. Like it's just so star, like it's just one of those moments where you're like star Wars. Wow. Yeah. Star Wars. Wow. But it was a lot. And yeah, I did not expect it. Yeah. They're definitely, they're definitely setting us up for a crosshair. I don't even want to call it a redemption. Cause you're right. Like he doesn't have control over it, but yeah, that line from Omega is I think going to be one of the most important lines of at least this season mm-hmm. where she's like, Hey, I know you're going to do this. Like, please don't, but mm-hmm. you know, it's not your fault. And it's like, ah, that's heartbreaking that even, you know, that Omega is saying that. And then, yeah, when he gets back to the bunk with his new, like, elite squad and he looks mm-hmm. over and, like, sees the other bunks there, you can tell, like, he's still in there. That mm-hmm. Yes, they, you know, they said his chip was working at, like, 30% or whatever and they right. turned it all the way up. But he's he's still in there and hunter at the beginning of this episode when omega finds crosshairs crate and he's like really feeling down he's like we don't we don't leave ours behind and we left him behind like we got to go get him and so you can see kind of where that's going where like they got to go get crosshair tech's working on his little thing that you know is gonna figure out the chip situation and they're gonna they're gonna Mm -hmm. get him back because yeah it's 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 tough and yeah that that scene today where he takes out the trooper let's let's actually let's go ahead and talk about these new troopers so we get four elite conscripted soldiers that right tarkin is not a huge fan of the clones very expensive he's seen the bad batch fail already um and going mm-hmm. to you know take out Sagarera's camp so we get these are the first stormtroopers like these four are the first stormtroopers, how we know them in Star Wars and A New Hope, you know, like from the very beginning, like this is that seed where mm-hmm. these four that come in are the elite of the elite. So maybe they weren't actually just your normal stormtroopers that you see in A New Hope, but they're the first non-clone sure. stormtroopers. And this is called Project War Mantle. And this is run by new villain Rampart. And I don't mm-hmm. know his first name. I, I think he's a vice admiral at the end of the episode. I think Tar- like Tarkin that, makes yeah. him that. And this was referenced in Rogue One when Jin is searching the files for the Death Star plans. And so this is Project mm-hmm. War Mantle. Conscripted soldiers trying to replace the clone troopers. And this whole thing is super interesting, too. Because instead of going straight to like, nope get rid of all the clone troopers are like, well, maybe they can work together. And so they put crosshair in charge of this group and say, yeah, there you go. Yeah. That was, I think the minute that they walked in, the first thing I thought was, is that Inferno squad? But the only reason I thought that is because I don't really know anything about Inferno squad. So anyway, the, yeah, the first, the other thing I thought was this is some, this is something, something's happening right now because to see 
clone troopers working with regular troopers like have we ever even seen that so that's why like the second i saw it i was like this is a this is kind of a big story deal yeah. like this is something that i feel like we've wondered about right like how it transitioned from clone at least for me i know that's something i've always wondered like how it transitioned from clone into storm like regular stormtroopers like that was very very interesting to see yeah uh yeah wow it's it's something that you would think would be a huge story especially when tarkin was introduced which by the way i love tarkin i he's just one of my favorite villains i i loved I just, I don't know why he's just always been one of my favorites in a new hope. And I mean, obviously like Peter Cushing's amazing in that role. And mm. I just, I always think of Tarkin and like, if George Lucas knew star Wars was going to be a hit, like as big as it was, I wonder if he would have killed Tarkin or if maybe Tarkin would have mm. kind of continued as the big bad because in a new hope he was, he was Vader's boss. Basically, you know, he, we, we, it was kind of, we see that in the in the Clone War a um, little bit in Rebels and everything, where it's like, okay, well, he's not like his boss, boss, but like he was he was kind of in charge of Vader a little bit. So I always think of that. But yeah, I you know again, Tarkin showed up in the Clone Wars for a few episodes, and he's like mm-hmm. he's it. I mean, he's the big bad in this one. Obviously, we saw the Emperor's um, hologram about Order sixty six, but Tarkin is here to stay it looks like obviously we have rampart now who is under him but like tarkin's there i'm very excited that tarkin's gonna play a big part in this show yeah i really like seeing tarkin in animation like it's so fun and i feel like at this point besides obviously like anakin obi-wan and some of those more main like jedi characters padme etc too it's like he's one of the people from live action that we've seen the most of in animation and not to mention the rogue one you know madness that they did over there so that's like I, yeah i just really yeah i really i agree i think he's the a good such a good villain like a villain but then also like i think it, it hits so much better than if they had just introduced like another random amp- empire guy like it would have been like fine but i feel like in this situation it just makes a lot of sense to have a, a live action character that we're familiar with there. Yeah. He's just tough, man. He's so he's tough. brutal. He, <laughs> you know, when he's there looking at like the baby, clone, like little tiny baby clones um, at Camino, yeah. they're like, uh, you know, the Kaminoans are like, Oh, they're, they're magnificent. Aren't they? And he's like, we'll see about that. It's like, dude, you're literally looking at tiny little tiny baby clones in like a little, little tube, you know, it's like lighten up, man. Like you're the worst. Right? It's that you may, it's that you may fire when ready. And yeah, you know? exactly. And I, I, another reason I really love Tarkin is the novel Tarkin or you get his backstory. Oh, I haven't read it yet. You get his yeah. backstory and you realize why he is as brutal as he is. He had it mm. very rough. And there are some great like stories from when he was a child of stuff that he had to do. And oh, wow. yeah, I really, uh, I recommend Tarkin a lot. It's a very good kind of villain origin story. And yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm so happy we have Tarkin. And yeah, he, he does not like the clones. He's very excited about 
conscripted soldiers. He's very excited about the chain code program that Rampart put in place too, that is already off. I mean, again, we're right after the end of the Clone Wars and they're already like doing this stuff. It's like some of these guys have already been working on this stuff. And even when we see Tarkin in the Clone Wars, you can kind of see he's he's up to more sinister things as well. But Mm -hmm. yeah, we're we're getting we're getting, you know, the formation of the real empire that we see going forward. And yeah, it's a, it's definitely a big deal to see the first stormtroopers ever. Seriously. And also speaking of the, of being right after the end of the clone wars, this is probably super obvious and I'm just like late, but I didn't realize until today, like the first episode of bad batch started with that clone wars voiceover, but the second and third episodes haven't had it. And I was like, Oh, it's because the Clone War is over. Yeah. And like that just blew my mind. Like, yes. That's what that like the guy who's like another yeah. day the, you know, that the voice, voice of war yeah. is is attached to the war. So when the war is over, the voice wasn't there. I was like, oh my God, that's so good. Yeah, it is. It was very interesting how they did the did the opening, you know, and they had the the Clone Wars burned away and then it, it showed the bad batch afterwards. Yeah. It was kind of like even Last year with Clone Wars, they like kept switching it up. Like they had the red Clone Wars stuff and then they did the title different. It was like when Rogue One came out and it's like, are they going to do like a normal Star Wars crawl? And then they didn't. And then when Solo came right. out, it was like, well, what are they going to do here? And they did something even different then. So it's just always, That's always true. fun to see that opening. But yeah, the voice of war is what Sky Talkers has always called him. And um, yes. so that, yeah, that was cool to get that. And then because we were still, in that era, we were still in that Clone Wars, but yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't know why it makes me happy. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how to put this. It it makes me kind of laugh <laughs> too because we are programmed to think of the Clone Wars as the Clone Wars, but it's it's referenced always as like the Clone War has begun, you know, or begun the Clone War mm-hmm. has, and then even in I think one of these episodes, they're like, yeah, the Clone War is over, whereas we just know it as the Clone Wars because that's what the TV show is called. Um, but it always re- reminds true. me of like Colin Trevorrow's episode nine treatment where Hux, like as he's dying, says like we've lost the Star War or whatever, <laughs> like the Star War, just makes me laugh every time. So. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not la- like, I'm not laughing, but like, I get, like, I get the joke. I get the funny. <laughs> so, so we get the, we get the beginning of the empire with actual stormtroopers. We also get a little bit of the early seeds of the rebellion and we see Saw Gerrera in the first episode. Super cool to see him again. And so cool. we only get him for a little bit. But he's going to come back. This is going to be a connection that they've made that Hunter made his his decision when they were there and they could take the shot on his camp. And Hunter's like, no, like there's kids down there. We don't even know what they're up to. And he has that conversation with Saw where that's going to come back. And we see we see Saw and we see Saw. We see Saw, you know, early on in the Clone Wars and then we see him here and then as he keeps going he gets a little bit more rogue and he gets a little bit more extreme because mm. by the time we see him in rogue one he's extremely you know extreme and you know <laughs> he goes down 
still fighting for the rebellion and against the empire. Mm -hmm. And it's very cool to see him in this stage of his life. And I really hope we get more with the Bad Batch and him because that's that's the thing with the Bad Batch. We know, like, we're like 100% sure they're not joining the empire. But where do they fit in? You know, there's no middle ground here. They have to, if they're not with the empire, there's no middle ground. Like, oh, we'll fight the empire here and then we'll fight the rebellion here. It's like, no, like you're going to be in the rebellion. Like that's, there's two choices. You know, I don't think there's, I don't think there's a middle ground. Now there's different choices within the rebellion. You know, obviously Saw Gerrera has his camp and then Mon Mothma and everybody on that side is going to kind of do their thing that way. But it's going to be really interesting to see where exactly the Bad Batch ends up. It is. And can we can we get into speculation? Because I just can't wait anymore. Yes, that that's what this was leading into was where is the bad <laughs> okay, batch good. going next? Okay, well, okay, so here's what I, I want to start this with a little like, I mean, this is like annoying, because in a way, I'm like, I, I want to speculate about this. But I'm also like, well, it doesn't matter if we don't see them. But I want to talk about who we're going to see. And here's my question for you. Is Grogu going to be in this show, dude? Like, Wow. You went there. I just, I started thinking about it, I think, in episode two, or at some point after the second episode, I was like, wait a minute. There's no reason that Grogu couldn't be in this show. And they wouldn't need any voice actor. (laughs) It's just a... You know, and what an animated Grogu, who's going to turn down that opportunity? And and then I like, I just don't even know. I think the clone stuff is just still freaking me out because I think like, okay, so, okay, I'm going to get a little, a little wild right now. Follow you, you've been waiting. Follow you've been me. waiting patiently. Let's, let's do this. I, and, and if I really I, have, I, I, I'm very excited by your Grogu question. Um, you really went there. You really went for it. And that's exciting to me because um, I, I did not see that coming. Uh, but that is a that's a great question. So, yes, please, please proceed. I'm lo- I'm trying to look at the, the whole picture. OK, so in Mando season two, they're showing us the clone tanks. And then nothing ever really like totally came of it in season two. We saw some tanks. We know that Yoda's baby Yoda bro- Grogu, pardon me, is a is something with that. The guy has the patch on his thing yes. in season Dr. one. Dr. Pershing, yes. There, there, thank you. He's got the patch on the thing. Now we're on Camino, and like you're bringing Tamara Morrison back. God, I love that man so much. So now he, we're looking at his face in season two. We're going to be looking at his face again at the end of the year. So in Book of Boba Fett. So I'm I'm at the point where I'm thinking, like, is this going to somehow connect into the Book of, of Boba Fett? I don't know. Is Grogu going to be in this show? What do you think? Please tell me. Please help me. Help me. <laughs> he, he definitely doesn't have to. And again, right. like you kind of like what you let off. If it doesn't happen, then it doesn't but there are a lot of you know just hearing you talk about it there are a lot of ways that it would easily be possible 
Because like we talked about Mm -hmm. in our Baby Yoda extravaganza episode, which we need to uh, still do a follow up to that from last year, uh, most popular, four times most popular episode, Baby Yoda extravaganza, where we talk about (laughs) only Baby Yoda and his season one story. And so we need to do season two. But like we talked about in that, we don't know who had him first. He was just dropped Mm -hmm. in there. He was being held on random planet by random we think bad guys, but we don't really know. And we don't know how he got there. And we don't know what he's been up to mm-hmm. other than he was at the Jedi Temple. Like Ahsoka told us that, like and, he was trained as a Jedi originally. And R2 recognized him in some way. R2 hit him in his compartment and got him out of the Jedi Temple. And he was there on Mustafar with them and everything. And then R2 <laughs> just kept saying, hey, you started this Grogu talk, so I'm just going to continue it. But yeah, I mean... Oh, I think God. it's I think it's definitely possible and I I think there's more of a chance that we get Dr. Pershing in this episode. I don't know that we'll get both. You think that Pershing though cuz that guy looks like he's what 37. So well, that's like- the thing. Who is Pershing and why does he have a Cam and Owen patch? And again, going back to your question, what happens to Camino? I mean, we we don't know. We can only assume that at least the factory is shut down because, or, you know, most of it, and maybe someone got away with some of it, but yeah, where's Pershing come into all this? Because he probably didn't grow up there. All we see are Kaminoans and clones on Camino. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know that. I, I do think that Boba Fett will show up in the show eventually somehow, because there's, there's really? a lot of those unused episodes uh, with him and Cad Bane. And if they're going for it, if they're doing 16 episodes of season one, if we get a season two and a season three, if we get 60 episodes of this show, chances are they're going to, they're going to incorporate more people into this mm-hmm. because we, we still, we don't, you know, we have some Boba Fett stuff in the comics and everything, but connecting from the Clone Wars to Empire Strikes Back, we don't have a ton of Boba Fett. But I could see them trying to do that mm-hmm. again. Not anything that the show needs at all. And if this show mm-hmm. didn't have another cameo by a major character, I would be fine with it as long as they're focusing Same. on the story. Just like the Mandalorian, like Mandalorian season two, we had a million cameos. I mean, everybody that was rumored to show up actually showed up, which was really funny because we kind of joked about that. It's like, yeah, okay, there's going to be a Thrawn mention, you know, all this stuff, and it actually happened. But yeah, I don't know. I, you know, I don't, I, I wouldn't put it past them because Grogu is a cash cow and Grogu, if we see Grogu in the show, like the viewership will I go mean, up. If there's an animated Grogu, it's like, oh, we get to see what Grogu was up to, even for an episode. Again, I don't know that I, you know, I'm sure they do it well, but I don't need it for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's there. We don't know how he... That's where he was. So there it is. And then, like, I mean, I, I, we're we're speculating so irresponsibly. For him, so you know, <laughs> do what you will with that. But like, the other thing was like, I forget who it was, but somebody in this episode three said the word contingency, and it sent shivers down my spine. Mm-hmm. So. Is there going to be more Palpatine here? <laughs> or does he kind of like go away for a, a little while before A New Hope? Uh, 
No, I bet Palpatine will. I bet he'll show up too. I, at this point, I can't see them kind of, unfortunately, I cannot see them doing anything without having that shock value of something major happening. Again, I don't, I don't don't need it. Like I didn't need Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian. I like it. It's fine. Like it it was really cool to see him in action and stuff. I didn't need him. Yeah. But it's hard for me to say that they're not going to do something major, but they didn't do anything too big in like resistance. Obviously that's a much different show, True. but I think they could do just fine if it was just our main cast of characters and saw Guerrera and then maybe some Mon Mothma or something like that from the rebellion side. And then our new villains with, True. with Rampart and, you know, crosshair and then probably introducing a couple more, but yeah, They'll they'll do something. I'm sure someone unexpected. It's it's almost like they can't not do it now. I yeah. I wow. And then the other thing that I that I wasn't really think I was like loosely thinking about this, but then I didn't really start thinking about it until this episode. And this is like super like I I don't like to speculate about stuff like this, but okay. So before Rogue One came out, we didn't know if they were gonna kill everybody because. It was like, they could, they don't need to keep any of these people alive. We knew that going into it, but I felt like personally before I saw it, I did not think that they would do it because it's Disney related now. And because, you know, that was really intense, but then they went and did it. So now we're in another situation where none of these people that we're hanging with right now technically need to continue to exist past the storyline that we're in. And I was like, well, they would never do that in animation. But then today, Crosshair, like, went friggin' wild. So now I'm like, I don't know what, like. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know. How do you even speculate about something like that, though? Because, again, like, it's so hard to say. But, like, after, and that's why I didn't think, especially in animation, I was like, I didn't really consider that as even, like, a a possibility. But now, like, that people, that a lot of these people would not continue forth. But now after today, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there's a really, cause with rogue one, especially it was like those characters all could have survived. Doesn't mean we had to see them in a new hope or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's like they could have survived, but at the time it did feel like, well, it's all these characters and they're big time characters and we never see them again. Obviously they wanted to show the stakes were super high and you know, all these people died to get it and it was very emotional and everything. But I think what George Lucas and Dave Filoni, like one of the best things they ever did was not kill off Ahsoka because that's, that was the assumption. That was the assumption was that, well, Anakin couldn't have had a Padawan and then we never see her in Revenge of the Sith. And it's like, why? They ask the question basically, why? Why not? Like, it's why? it's mm-hmm. it's fake and in space. We can do whatever we want with them. And so the fact that Ahsoka is still alive to where we see her in The Mandalorian just tells me that, like, I... I have no expectations that these characters have to die and they can, no, you know, no. they have the outer rim for a reason, you know, <laughs> so they can just be like the, especially like with cut and, and Sue is like, well, why didn't your chip take or whatever? He's like, well, I'm so far out here that it, it 
didn't affect me or, you know, they say something along those lines where it's like, oh yeah, right. outer rim, like anything goes out there. Like that's why they had the outer rim. It's like, you can go that's true. live there forever or fight missions there or do whatever. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely an interesting question and I don't, I don't know because yeah, Crosshair, Crosshair did some bad stuff today. And um, we've seen recently, like with villains, what happens to them um, if they do some bad stuff. Um, obviously, it wasn't his fault, mm-hmm. but if we're just going to go there, I mean, Kylo Ren was pretty much brainwashed as a child and, you know, completely, you know, I'll, I'll defend Kylo Ren because like he, he didn't have a shot. <laughs> he didn't have a shot, you know, and he, yeah, he grew no. up and he did a lot of bad things, but like, we see what happens to him at the end, we think. So I don't know with Crosshair. I I I see the season ending. I don't think he's gonna be like the major villain throughout. I think by the end of this season, we'll get Crosshair back. Mm. I I don't think that he's you know, a rise of right now. I don't think that he's gonna die. I could see them getting him back, but I could also see him sacrificing himself for the Bad Batch and doing one of those situ you know, that trope that we've seen a million times too. I thought that too, yeah. Yeah. And then have you heard the like, I've heard in like the breakdowns and some stuff that I've listened to speculation about death troopers. Yeah. Yeah. And this being maybe their origin story in some way, which I think is, is really interesting. Yeah, for sure. Especially the troopers we saw today, like they were all really big, like they were tall, Mm -hmm. like they could fit that mold. Yeah. And did we see them in the trailer? At all in any of the trailers, I swear something Death Trooper. Related. I don't think nope. so. But yeah, so we could we could definitely definitely get some Death Troopers. It's going to be interesting to see what comes of Crosshair Squad because the three that he brought back with him, like they're in it now. Like there's no turning back after what they just did. It's like, well, they're Empire. There's no in between. Yeah. And yeah, Crosshair Crosshair, he just. When they got him out of that medical bed where they basically amped up his chip and like the way the music played and it's like, ooh, super villain. Like this dude, mm-hmm. this dude's scary now. Yeah. And that whole scene when they were approaching the planet, him and the new squadron, like was so tense. Like, yeah, that was like live action film type of tense. I don't know that I have to rewatch because that scene was like. When the guy was saying, like, why do they have a clone in charge of us and all that? Like, that was really, really intense. Yeah. And Crosshair has the toothpick that he just, like, throws and everything. But, yeah, he's he's very menacing. And um, he'll make a Mm -hmm. great villain for season one. And they're going to there's going to be a showdown between them. They're not it's not just going to be okay. They're not going to go get him, get the chip out and like their friends again like mm-hmm. some stuff is going to go down they're going to be out to find the bad batch like they are wanted yeah they're going to meet again for sure definitely it's yeah it's going to be intense ah, mm-hmm. yeah talking about it i'm ready i'm ready for the next episode and yeah we are definitely definitely spoiled that we have 13 more weeks to oh watch my this so yeah what's that, three over three months more of the bad batch are they doing it every friday or are they going to drop double episodes that's just a long time it's a long it's a very long time i don't know yeah i when that when i heard that number 16 it was like i'm sorry what (laughs) (laughs) oh we can't get there unless you have anything else to speculate on i mean you really 
really went for it with Grogu, like right off the bat, you were just ready for that. And yeah. I was not. So, um, but yeah, there's, there's, <laughs> there's so many directions that the show could go. And, um, yeah, all the questions that they've already put in front of us, I mean, have mm-hmm. been more than, yeah, what I could have even imagined, which is so cool. And so just exciting for where this is going. Yeah. Same here. My final note would be, I'm excited to see Fennec Shand because we forgot to talk about her. Yes. Still no Fennec. We're in episode, we're done with episode three and still no Fennec Shand. So we, we need, she's coming. She's got to be here soon. Yes. I'm very excited. I'm hoping that's not also a one episode thing. I hope that we get a lot of her in the show. Very excited. She's such a cool character. And I just, I, I don't know why, but when she like opens up her ab her abdomen and she's got like the (laughs) you know however boba fett fixed her or whatever that's just the coolest thing ever and yeah i it's very i'm very excited for for fennec shan for sure Mm -hmm. awesome true that well i think that's gonna wrap up episode 42 of force time where we covered the bad batch episodes one through three this was so much fun can't wait to talk about it again and see where these characters go and speculate even more because there's there's a lot and it got really dark today but it, they can't all be that dark i don't think i mean it's it's all been pretty no. dark all three episodes kind of but yeah especially today so only only one way to go uh from here because i don't i don't know if it's gonna get too much darker than that yeah there was a balance today it was I think yeah continue with the balance it's all about the balance yeah right? yeah for sure definitely awesome well kara can you tell the people where to find you and what you got going on yeah. So right now, well, you can find me on Instagram. It's the only place that I really exist on the internet. It's into a larger world by Kara, Kara with a K. And right now my print shops are open with a bunch of fun new art. There is a tech mini print, which I love. And uh, next month, June is the 25th issue of my zine, which is absolutely unreal. And it is also the second year anniversary of the zine in June. So a lot of really cool stuff is coming in June. And I'm really excited. I started like planning today and it's a lot, but it's like a good lot. And I do also have a YouTube channel. It's not really Star Wars related, I'll be honest, but I make a lot of art and I talk about the Marvel stuff because I'm watching most of it for the first time. And uh, yeah, so that's fun too. And that's it, I think. Awesome. I will put that in the show notes. Definitely make sure you subscribe to Into a Larger World. It's so cool to get every month. I'm excited. I should get uh, this month's any day. I'm very excited. I've seen other people posting about it. And yeah, I can't wait to get that. Definitely check out that tech print because yes, it is awesome. I <laughs> The Bad Batch stuff, I, there's been so much, so much cool stuff created around the bad batch and yes i that that tech print is is at the top of my list because it's it's so cool and also yes subscribe to her patreon and check out the youtube channel and let yeah yeah you didn't even plug that but yeah patreon i forgot uh, about that i'll I'll post that in the link too so many cool benefits with that and yeah the youtube channel when when you get to um when you get caught up when you get to wandavision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier and everything. Let me know. I guess you you already watched WandaVision. I watched WandaVision, yes. which I I wasn't sure was a good idea at the time, but now as I go through everything, 
I'm very happy that I saw it ahead of time. So yeah, I have seen that. I did not watch Falcon Winter Soldier. Um, and I'm getting to the part in phase three where it's a, a lot of, I have to watch Black Panther, which I've obviously seen. And then it's a bunch of movies I haven't seen, which is exciting. So yeah. Yes, I have been very into the Marvel shows uh, and I'm very excited for Loki here coming up. But me too. Yes, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. When you get there, let me know and we'll chat about it because, yeah, it was very, very good. And yeah, I'm very excited for the Marvel stuff. And I've been listening to a lot of Marvel podcasts and everything. And yeah, yeah good, good job, Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But yeah, you can find the show on twitter at force time pod you can find us on instagram at force time pod and if you enjoy the show leave us five star review on apple Podcasts. and until next time may the force be with you Also, really quick, and you can edit this out, but I was thinking it would be really cool if you had like a Star Wars or Clone Wars themed party and you could serve inhibitor chips. Thank you. Anyway, that'll go at the very end of the episode after the theme after my theme song. I'll put that uh, to round everything out. So, so for the people that listen to it all the way through.